there. Was that good? Was that good? That was, Did I do the pirates? That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty, welcome uh, that was to pretty our good. podcast. Um, as Byron would say, this is a podcast for 16 teams at the Mid-Atlantic Premier. If you're listening to this podcast and you are not one of those 16 teams, Chris Tudor, Steve Conkar, I just got drinks with you. If you're listening to it like you said you would, why? Why are you <laughs> listening to it? I don't know why you're listening to it, but we're going to get into it. This is the Mid-Atlantic Premier Podcast. I'm joined by Dave and Tyler. Obviously, Byron, our host, is not here today. How are you guys doing today? Um, fantastic that Byron's not here. Amazing. Uh, some of us can suck it up after a loss and get on this podcast. Some of us are fucking cowards. Uh, but others of us um, who may or may not have drafted from Hawaii uh, just can't even show their face. Fucking really proud coward. of you, Dave, for making all making it on this week after uh losing that nail biter uh you and scott both or you and byron both uh losing losing narrowly there so yeah tough tough byron couldn't get on at least dave uh, had a whole night where he was like i lost like they they dave there was no hope the problem with byron was you go into that game and you think you have no hope and then all of a sudden you have a lot of hope all fucking you need it was russell wasn't to throw a touchdown pass on the last three four drives he had like four chances uh, but he's like three quarters but he sucks oh but he sucks yeah no byron byron was a coward a fucking coward as we like to say or i just liked to say in that little moment there we got a hell of a podcast for you guys today boys we're gonna do a recap Apparently we do the rundown at the start. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the start of this podcast. Uh, three, this is what we're doing. We we're doing a rundown. We got some trades to go over. We got next week's shit. And we got uh, a money update, which I will probably forget what the order of the money update is. But I will tell you what the next week's prize is. So stay tuned. <laughs> Guys, let's well get right done. into it. Well let's start. I gave you three minutes for that. Hey. And three if you minutes mess up and, and read your words right i almost got taken 30 seconds it would have but it took five so I we're knew. gonna get into i knew it. how long it would take <laughs> it took five i've had a little i've had a couple of whiskeys you know i told you chris steve it's your fault recap we're gonna start with tyler let's go look at last week's games there were some fucking awful games last week why don't we talk about them yeah uh fortunately this wasn't the most awful of the bunch although we do get uh, our first uh, zero point production player of the week uh, actually our first two came out of this this is the matchup between dave uh vienna rams are the best and joe's primo team helmed by alex kemley uh those two zeros were from shy smith of carolina who put up a goose egg and Kaderil hodge of atlanta on joe's primo team uh really this game came down to just some mediocre production from Jeff Wilson, uh, who didn't actually get to mediocre production. He got benched. Mediocre. Yeah, he got benched. He fumbled the ball. It was mediocre production up and down the board for everybody. But uh, Jeff Wilson fumbles, gets out of the game. Honestly, if he stays in there, uh, this was 117 to 105. 12 points, not a lot to make up for Jeff Wilson there. Uh, also, Aaron Jones at 5.9 points didn't help you out at all. So despite the strong production from Marcus Mariota at 24 points, and just Joshua. wasn't enough to overcome the the Matt Ryan, who, spoiler alert, 
uh, highest scoring quarterback of the week winning the side pot for the Joes. The highest scoring quarterback in a quarterback slot. We'll get into the shame we'll bell later. Um, absolutely. Um, Dave, you won. Lost. You Ooh, lost. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, not much more to add there. Matt Ryan averaging 11 points coming into this game. Uh, obviously went 16 points over that. That in itself could have been the difference. Um, you know, I came into this matchup with zero top 50 ranked wide receivers uh, and somehow uh, beat the guy who has Cooper Cup. So can't be too upset wide receiver wise. Just uh, like Tyler said, unlucky um, or just very unfortunate running back wise. And uh, Alex put together what he needed to, to, to take the win this week. You know, this is one of the games this week that I want to spend a little bit more time on um, because I think this is a telling game for the rest of the season. Um, there are two things happening in this game that I think are interesting. One is, is, is Dave's team where you have a couple of spots where you have to, you have to look and be like, how, how do we fill this? Right. You have wide receiver, you have running back. If this stays the same, especially Dave's running backs, you have to be a little, there's gotta be a little cause for pause with the can maker situation happening on the back end of that. The second uh, piece of this is Joe's Primo team um, because watching Indianapolis and, and watching what they're doing, if Joe's Primo team has a quarterback, right? The, the weakness to this team for me has been, you have Matt Ryan and Mac Jones and fuck that, right? Like neither of those guys are anything over 12 points a game at best. Um, and that's what scares you. And you have, you have that. And then you have Brees Hall, Cooper Cup. Brees Hall looks like a top six, seven running back in our league for the rest of the year. Brees Hall, Cooper Cup, and Amon Ray St. Brown, they give you healthy seasons. That's a contender, right? I think both of these stat lines and what's happening here are things to watch about for the rest of the season. Um, I think this is an interesting game to see two teams going. Um, I, I wouldn't say in different directions because I think Dave's team is still scary. Um, but right now feeling differently about, about themselves, um, especially if Matt Ryan produces. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I do. I do wonder if maybe we're oversell over trying to oversell the wide receiver problem on Dave's team. I mean, if mm -hmm. you just look at his bench, those, those guys are coming off of buy and hypothetically won't miss again. Brandon Cooks, Devontae. Devontae Adams. Yeah. And Rashad Bateman, yeah, he's going to be out, but he'll be back eventually, right? Like this is not a season ending injury by any means. And, and then finally, finally saw a touchdown from Allen Robinson finally saw a touchdown from Kyle Pitts. Uh, if the running back room can get right, this team is absolutely terrifying. I mean, it's been, it's been like, there was a reason why we had it in our preseason most you know scariest teams um, yep. is because of that i think jameson williams is another wild card piece to add that I, I agree with you wholeheartedly like i i'm not as worried about dave's wide receivers i would be fucking terrified uh, of his running backs right it's mostly because you don't have one like it's one thing if you're dealing in that second slot of having you know like do i find a second running back every week and it was aaron jones aj dylan you don't really have one that you feel super confident in right now. I think that might change, right? Arian Jones, AJ, these guys are talented guys. Jeff Wilson can put up 20 point weeks. That might change, right? I wouldn't, you have playable guys. Uh, it's just something to keep an eye on um, as we move forward on the flip side. Really, if Matt Ryan is just 
kind of Matt Ryan, right? That really makes Joe's Primo team a scary team. You look at his schedule, this is a 10-win team at worst almost, right, for the rest of the year. This is a team that's going to win a lot of games. His bye weeks line up for favorably for him for the rest of the season. Um, and he's got a couple hard matchups, but he's got a lot of gimme games in there that he's going to win. And we'll talk about those gimme games when we look at the fucking scores for the rest of the week. Dave, hit us off with one of the lower scores. Mike Ryan, fancy footwork. What do you make of it? Game two and not following the rundown. Um, but yeah, I mean, no. No surprise here. Uh, fancy footwork losing. Um, Mike Ryan, uh, 52 point win. Um, I guess that's a little surprising, especially with down games from Geno Smith and Cooper Rush um, than what he's seen in the past. But huge production from Stefan Diggs, Mark Andrews, and, and Patriots defense this week. Um, for fancy footwork, you know, as bad as they've been, they're sitting 0 and 6. Um, Kirk Cousins on a bye this week. And they still might have two starting QBs in week seven. So, you know, maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe this team just doesn't go over this year. Maybe they can sneak into the, uh, the pity pot or, or whatever we're calling the consolation bracket. Um, but not too much to take from this game uh, outside of Mike Ryan, keep putting up points and, and moving up, uh, moving up the standings. Tyler. I don't have anything to add, honestly. Uh, you see the, you know, the lack of depth starting to show a little bit on Mike Ryan's bench until Deshaun gets back, especially with no more Cooper Rush coming up mm -hmm. this week. Um, but he does have players who will be playable. And again, Traylon Burks will be back from injury. Uh, Corey Davis and Matt Breda put up a few points. So he'll have rough bye weeks coming up uh which we'll preview in future pods but for right now mike ryan's wow. still riding high uh i think number two or number three in scoring he's right there he and i keep he's been ahead of me the whole time by about 10 to 15 points and i think he's still there so there's, there's another team catching you guys but the but mike ryan <laughs> but mike ryan <laughs> but I mike mean, ryan it's scrubs in is those, in front of everyone so scrubs is in front of everyone but there's a there's a team coming on hot and uh, we'll talk about him later but mike ryan is in for one of those um is in for one of those bi-week disaster weeks this week i think we'll preview that later but when you start looking at this roster and you think he set himself up like he got unlucky at the beginning of the season. Man, if this team started six and zero, like they kind of should have, <laughs> um, and just got kind of unlucky to not because of matchups. Um, regardless, though, I think he's in a, a solid position. And you look at this roster top to bottom, and you're like, man, if this guy gets in the playoffs, and you have, and if Gino is like, we all, I think, on this pod for the most part, except for Tyler, like Gino's probably going to fall. Right. Like if he doesn't and Gino and Deshaun, there's it's scary. You got Mark Andrews, who's not a tight end. You got Stefan Diggs. You got Najee and Miles Sanders, who are, are both in, you know, solid positions. Team's scary. It's going to be fun to watch. Fancy, on the other hand, I don't think there's much to, to see here. Uh, unfortunate season. Maybe he sneaks out a win at some point, maybe. But man, how many weeks in a row have we seen this guy under 80 points? Um, I, I do like that he's continuing to start a roster every week, but like, man, tough. Let's, uh, uh, yeah, they get Tyler Heineke and Dak next week. So, 
um, you know, that'll help a little. So I am uh, going to skip ahead now be in the misorder of things that I just did and go to the game that I should be covering, uh, which is Lewisburg Luchadors versus Punk Satani Parakeets. Guys, we talked about it uh, at the start. There were some ugly stinkers. Um, this isn't even the stinkerish, stinkeriest of the bunch of terms of slowest points scored, but it was the worst game uh, that we saw. 78 Point six to seventy one point nine, um, Punxsutawney Parakeets moves to four and two at five hundred eighty five total points. This guy should not be four and two, as Dave, as Byron would say if he was on this podcast, he's doing everything he can to try to fucking lose, and he just cannot lose. He gets uh, Lewisburg Luchadores, Dave. I think your hot take of week two is fucking decidedly wrong at this point. Well. Uh, We'll it, see. It it is decidedly wrong, but um, he didn't you know, start. Shame shame bell all over the lucha. Ding ding ding. Starting a ding. player on by. Um, obviously not a podcast listener. We said start. We said start Justin Fields last week. Had he done that over either quarterback, he would have won this week. Yep. Um, just all around, kind of kind of bad managing here. Yeah, horrible Justin. managing. Well, you know, and as a result. As a result, karma bit him in the ass and snatched Rondell Moore from him. So, yeah. You know, he's going to be out at least six weeks now with that injury. So that's what you get. Shame bell for Justin. Uh, that's that's what happened. That's what happened. Karma was like mid-Atlantic premiere. That's what that's oh, what did it. Rondell Moore. On the air. Hollywood Brown is out. Thanks, Dave. Dave silently caught that and was just going to let me keep going. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like, I guess I didn't know Rondell Moore got hurt, but Mm-mm. I'll go with it. With that said, I mean, this matchup, top to bottom, um, I was wrong. DJ Moore did not get 12.3 points, so that was not what decided this game. I said he would. He did not. I don't – nothing decided this game besides Justin's bad management and and luck. I mean, you starting Damian Pierce, you could have gotten a few more points with Mark Ingram or Rashad Wright. You started Kenny Pickett and Jacoby Brissett. You should have started Justin Fields. As weird as that sound, you have Jacoby Brissett and Kenny Pickett and Justin Fields. You, you're not – you you don't get to choose. You just go with the, the right matchup there. It, this is more indicative of, like – we're really starting to clarify, right? Not for these teams. This game is not indicative of anything for these teams. There's going to be some matchups for some of these other teams that are like, we should win, right? You're talking about Joe's Primo team. You're talking about Breezewood Nuts. You're talking about Streets Meets and, and uh, Vienna Rams are the best. And you get either of these teams, even if Parakeets are four and two, you feel good going into these matchups. You feel good going against DJ Moore, Alan Lazard, Dobbs, Tony Pollard, Raheem Mostert. You feel I, I like mean, you I, should... Yeah, I, I think the point you're trying to make... <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the lineup they tried out here, not, not the scariest. Um, you know, this team did have one of the lowest, um, I guess, compared to their optimal lineup weeks out there. So they left 40 points on their bench. So this could have been a 118 point week, which would have been the third highest scoring team uh, in the league this week. Had Evan started his optimal lineup, a lot of ifs there. He'd have a to have two, two tight ends. Like it, you'd have to have two tight ends. Happen. Ben Skoranek, um, you're not starting him. But if if you look at other teams' benches compared to Evans, and the point I'm just trying to make is is he has players playing 
a lot of these benches have players stashed. So um, I think it sets himself up well for 2023 and beyond. Um, but I think it's, but- it's a matter of time before points catch up with him and he starts losing some games. You would think, right? But the one point I would make that kind of goes against the point I was making before that I failed to make, <laughs> apparently, is like Robbie Anderson goes to Arizona. Who knows, right? Probably nothing. But who knows? You know, DeAndre Hopkins, he has stashed for a while and now he's playing, right? That's a playable fucking player, right? That's going to be that could be a monster. Um, and, and then you add in Robert Tunyon um, and, and then you add in maybe Robert Woods gives you something. And then you add in Latavius Murray getting 15 rushes. And you're like, he, like what I just said before kind of factors in for him too. If he plays more uh, Lewisburg Luchadors, if he plays fancy footwork, if he plays some of these teams, he can sneak out wins with 90 wins. And he's already four and two. I mean, he already beat me the second highest scoring, third highest scoring team in the league. So his peaks, the Punxsutawney Parakeets, Pensive Parakeets, peaks will be high when the like dave said when that team goes off it's going to be way up there it's just you know week in and week out um and i think we'll see this with several teams uh week in and week out where that that crater is real real deep and low i'm gonna have a mid podcast hot take but i would be willing to bet money i disagree i don't think his peaks are going to be that high i just think they're going to be high enough right i don't think Pugs and Tony Pence of Carries has a single week for the rest of the year over 125 points. I don't think a single week, not, not one, right? I would be willing to bet money on that. But if he gets 115, right, his peak is like 115, 120, that'll be good enough to beat any team in so, the league. Here's, here's a fun one here. Um, so the, the Pugs and Tony Pence of Parakeets are four and two. Um, you know, this is a 14 week season. I'm going to set their over under for wins at six and a half. You'll have to give me a minute, but. Oof, yeah. Well, let's come back to that. Let's come back yeah, to that. We'll come back to that. And everybody look at the schedule. I'll, I'll read it to you just real quick because I have it up. This week they have Breezewood's Nuts, followed by Frederick Scrubs, Vienna Rams, Mike Ryan, the best TDs. Peyton's making nachos, the Frederick Scrubs again, and then they end the year with the home run hitters. So, like, they might over. be favored in three of those games. I would go over best TDs, um, one other, and the last one, home run hitters. I'd go over, but but it, it like, that is six the right eight, line. Six and a half is the right, right line. line. It's the right fucking line. It's, it's the right fucking line. Um, Tyler. Um, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into it mid podcast. We're going to break from tradition. We're going to go with the game of not just the week, the game of the last three seasons. We had undefeated taking the longest possibly. I think no one countered this. Dave, you didn't counter it. Byron said it in our group chat early today, possibly the longest winning streak in, in, in league history from week three last season when Dave beat him. To this week, Iamsville cartographers hadn't lost. They went against the undefeated Frederick Scrubs, 5-0, and 5-0, and strength on strength. What happened? Well, what happened is 
uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Jamar Chase happened. That's really what this game came down to was Jamar Chase finally having a massive week, putting up 28 points for the first time going over, going over 11 for the first time since week one, uh, much less 20, uh, and Ramondre Stevenson seems like he is now not just an RB1, but the Pats RB1 in a way that that Belichick has not used a running back since the Corey Dillon days, right? Like this is, he is leaning now. It's all, all Ramondre. And I know Damian Harris is out and he's probably coming back in the next week, two, maybe three at the most. But why um, would he go to him? Well, I don't understand why Damian Harris has looked okay to fine to, to even good at times. But when you have Ramondre looking like this, where he is just killing everything in front of him, uh, I will say we should take that with a grain of salt, given that his last three matchups have been against green Bay, Detroit and Cleveland, uh, who are three of the worst defenses against the run in the NFL. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, those are, in reverse order, 32, 31, and 30 against the run in the NFL right now uh, by DVOA. Um, Green Bay. If you go back to Baltimore, it's probably like 29. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so that's what happened, really. Like up and down the board, yet yeah, the quarterbacks for Byron edged out Scott. But when Kenneth Walker is the only 10-point running back you have, uh, when – and I mean, he got to 18. Dobbins, 1.5. Uh, left the game, tweaked that knee a little bit. Uh, none of his wide receivers really hit their like season ceiling or career ceiling. None of them going over 14. So Scott was able to, with these two big performances from these two players, just overpower him. And what was a relatively low scoring game for these two five and O teams. Uh, so one eighteen to one ten is the final. Yeah, uh, it's, um... Scott's first first week under 120, showing yeah. a little kink in the armor, still getting it done. Um, you know, for Byron, anytime you have a matchup that close, you can find a way to win. Uh, had he started Arizona's defense against Seattle, um, he would have won this matchup. So it's it's as simple as that. Now that probably wasn't ever in the cards for Byron, uh, but just as simple as that, it, it could have flipped. So. Um, both these teams will be all right, and they they might be meeting uh, week seventeen again. Yeah, no, they they they, they might just be. Um, and it, it came down to you know J.K. Dobbins seven rushes, fifteen yards to me like that. That's one of the more talented running backs in the league, and if you get that production out of it, and it's one point five points, it's much like Dave got half a point out of Jeff Wilson. You're not expecting that. Jeff Wilson's going to probably bounce back. Um, the you know, unfortunate for Byron, but it has to end at some point. Frederick Scrubs probably um got one of his uh lower scoring weeks out of the week out of the way. Um, pretty early on, you're not gonna get eight points from Justin Herbert all that often this season. Um, and you're not gonna get 2.7 points out of Mike Williams all that often this season. So, I think uh, both these teams, uh, you know, nothing to write home about this week, pretty, pretty mediocre, but in the grand scheme of things where most teams had a lower scoring week this week, still some of the higher scoring um, teams uh, in the league. Next game up, we're going to go to streets meets Philly citywide. Dave, take it away. Yeah. And I'll try to pick up the pace a little on this one, but the, uh, 
I guess the second, no, this was the biggest spread uh, between teams out of any matchup. Streets meets 109, Philly citywide 42. Um, I think that 42 wolf kind of says all you need to right there. Um, talk about having down weeks. This entire team had a down week. Um, I guess the only solace or, or hope is that they all got it out of the way early. Um, and you hopefully get, you know, a couple players back from injury later this year. Uh, Damian Harris, Michael Thomas have to play at some point. Uh, but Philly Citywide, I believe, does not own their first uh, first round pick in next year's draft. Um, so you don't want uh, you don't want to be putting up 42 point weeks when Tyler owns your pick. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, bigger things to come. But. You know, you could double the score and they'd still lose to 12, 13 teams in our league this week. So, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty ugly game um, all, all around. Uh, I think this a few podcasts ago, we were talking about Philly Citywide as a surprise contender. I, I think this game really kind of shows that, like, maybe not. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, that is a historically maybe the lowest scoring game in league history. It's got to be up there. There's probably some uh, Alexa uh, loose cannons games when they were just purely tanking that definitely compete. But in terms of a per person intentionally trying to win and and putting up 42 points while starting the lineup that you set, oof, guys, oof. Um, we're going to go to the next game, Breezewood Nuts. Well, I think a good segue is let's go to the next game on the list. And, and Tyler, if you want to talk about this, but – we just went from a team where everything went wrong. Uh, here's a team where everything went right. And Tyler, if you want to take this, the Darnstown Drush versus the best TDs matchup. Yeah, you could not have asked really for a better performance from almost anyone in any spot on Drew's roster. The Rams, 14 points. Zach Ertz, 10.5. Here he is right at his season-long average. He's just chugging along. Uh, the trains are always on time for Zach Ertz. Devontae Smith has looked really good over the last two or three weeks. Brandon Ayuk finally showing up. A.J. Brown getting a touchdown. Uh, did any – Zach Ertz, is he the only skill position player without a touchdown in the yeah. starting lineup? Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, that's it. Everybody else – Riley Patterson. He could have gotten a touchdown. Yeah, your kicker. Goal. Yeah, sorry, your kicker got you three points. I'm so sorry. It's tough. Uh, it's tough out here. It's tough, you know. Uh, but if you can't tell, the darn sound Drush won 160.84 to 95.38. Uh, not a great showing from the best CDs, but I think they still would have beat six teams this week. Uh, really tough for them. Carson Wentz uh, injuring that hand and then really just sucking it up uh, on Thursday night after that uh DJ Dallas point one point sorry about that bud uh that was my my call and I think Dave if you listen to the podcast last week you'll hear real quietly right after I said DJ Dallas Dave leaned into his mic and said or Kenyon Drake um which would have been the better play uh, wouldn't have mattered so congrats yeah, to I mean, the highest score of the week DJ Dallas's 0.1 points is still his third highest weekly total of the season. So, uh, fun fact, guys, you don't want to be starting DJ Dallas. I, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you really don't want to be starting DJ Dallas. Wait fun till fact. we preview this team next week. There is, <laughs> there is All only right. one team. I, before we move on from this game, I got to toot my own. There's the only one team that has increased their point total 
every single week. It not only increased their point total, increased the place they scored amongst league owners, going from like one of the bottom, another one of the bottom, to eighth, to sixth, to second, to first. Only one team in the league who's done that. I think you can guess who it is. Darnstown Drewish has increased that every single week. Getting better. We're hitting our stride. That's going to end this week. We got the Eagles on by. So, so that ain't happening this week, but it was fun while it lasted. We're going to go to Breezewood Nuts, taking down home run hitters. You guys, if we, the Philly City wide didn't just put up 42 points and we didn't just talk about them, we'd be talking about the home run hitters putting up well, 53 points. In a loss to Breezewood Nuts, putting up 116.54. A great score for this week at this stage in the season when bye weeks are hitting. Tyreek Hill is, is he's quarterback proof. Everyone in fantasy world is saying it and he's showing it. I miss you, Tyreek. I miss you so much. Um, for, for home run hitters, I mean, Shane Bell comes out twice here, right? Well, like, well hold on. Naeem Hines was ruled out with a concussion. Marvin Jones was ruled out with a hamstring. But it Does didn't it matter. matter. It didn't matter because any other player you scored or you had on your roster also was zero. Point. So <laughs> zero. Have ideal. you ever seen a bench with this many zeros on it? I mean, it does not matter. There is nothing on his bench that you could have gotten points uh, from Mitch Trubisky instead but like you couldn't have started i mean so i will say this for breezewood nuts i mean this is this is a team that has you know the hoarding qb strategy um you know probably not what they thought going into the year but andy dalton and billy zappy both started both put up okay weeks for having two qbs on by um took care of business this week and you know they'll have Tannehill and golf for the rest of the year and it looks like maybe some options um coming in now did didn't matter he didn't need me he didn't need either one that's kind of the, the salt in the wound of that is like great strategy real genius shit and then they're both going to be backups again and it won't matter yeah. because you got the production out of them in a week that you unfortunately didn't need it um and i i feel your pain on that for different reasons um next game we're going to go to and the last game of our fucking long ass recap is peyton's making nachos maniuk loose cannons Dave, take it away. Uh, so Manny loose cannons win this one, 103 to 82. Once again, God, we got to get some, some animation or some sound here, but Shane Bell coming out. Chris Olave ruled out earlier in the week um, or Saturday, I think, and, and finds himself starting. Uh, but it still doesn't matter as Manny Unk wins by 21 points. Uh, for Peyton's making nachos, the, uh, the ground and pound is – slowing down i mean christian mccaffrey's you know more of a receiver than running back for this team right now um but yeah not too much to take away from this uh both of these teams kind of toward the bottom of the league right now unfortunately um maybe some bright spot for loose cannons uh trevor lawrence um looked okay uh i think this was padded by two rushing touchdowns you take those off the board he had a 12 point week so Good that they want to give him those goal line carries, but not probably not sustainable. Um, and speaking of not sustainable, Chase Claypool, someone uh, Drew and others have made fun of on this podcast, puts up that 19-point week. Um, but again, not something we've seen a lot 
Uh, he seems to have a game or three like this every year. Uh, obviously, you timed it right this week, so congrats. Um, but probably not the most sustainable of uh, of starts. Probably not. All right, guys. Uh, that was the recap. Let's move on. Let's talk. It was actually a very busy week in, in the league. It wasn't very busy until today, though. Today and yesterday, we had three trades. None of these three trades feel all that sexy. They don't feel all that great. I think there's more to them than that, though. Um, we had uh, a Byron's team involved in a trade. Dave, I think you were involved in a trade. Tyler and I were involved in a trade. Dave, do you have them up? Because I don't. Sure. So we'll we'll start uh, with mine. And then, Drew, if you want to kind of take the lead on this. But I traded away the rights to Cam Akers to Philly Citywide. Uh, in return, they sent Zamir White. And um, there's a they have two comp picks in next year's draft. They send me the worst comp pick unless Cam Akers scores 100 or more points the rest of the season, in which case that worst comp pick is swapped with their better comp pick. So it's essentially pick 38 in next year's draft. It can move up to pick 33 in next year's draft. Uh, what grade do you say here, Drew? I mean, I, I, I say C plus for both. Um, it's a, it's a, barely moved the needle on both i think this really says more uh unfortunately for dave about um the trade that happened earlier this season Devonte smith for cam Akers and and what that turned into um and and you know dave couldn't have fucking predicted what happened there for a second there it looked like a pretty even trade when cam Akers was about to get all the carries um but cam Akers fell hard fell real quick and is now out of a job um, and, and you got it as uh, our guest on the last pod said, you, you can't believe in the sunken cost fallacy. You got to go just be like, let me get some value back. So I think that makes it smart, but um, I, I do think these are the types of trades that like smart owners make these little trades at the bottom of your roster. Yeah. I'm actually going to give it a, a B for Dave, uh, just moving off of an asset that may no longer be an asset and recouping at least something in the deal, getting that comp pick, whether that's pick 39 or 34, whichever, wherever it ends up falling. Um, and getting a, what I believe is a very high upside running back in Zamir White. It wasn't all that long ago that it seemed like Josh Jacobs days in Las Vegas as the starter were numbered. Um, it seems like Josh McDaniels in that, like that management team like him more than the previous administration but Samir White was really talented coming out really high grades coming out of the draft uh he's gonna get run time eventually there uh and it's his first year so b plus for Dave and I actually I, I don't really understand the trade from a Philly citywide who is now clearly a bottom end team giving away any draft picks at all at this point and in addition giving away a rookie player for a player whose rights are up at the end of this year so i give them a d plus it's just not a great that's fair i i do think cam Akers has talent i do think he'll end up in a place where maybe he has a chance to to, to rejuvenate his career and i do think that it's going to be a cheap ass rfa rights right so like I, I i think you're just getting your hands on a, a running back that 
maybe has some potential. I view it as just getting a, a higher end yeah. draft pick back. Right. And, and from that perspective, I don't, I don't fault him as much um, from that. I don't think can makers has no value. And so that's why I kind of give it an even trade next trade. Uh, Tyler, you and I um, were involved in this one. Um, and, and what I like about these two trades is they did a similar thing, right. With the compensatory picks and future drafts and talking about like which one's later and, and you can do some interesting trades. And I think these two trades highlight that, um, the streets me traded away Zay Jones, uh, Darnstown Drews traded away KJ Osborne. Darnstown also traded away a conditional second round pick. That condition is in 2024. Um, it is just the latest second round pick. If you look at my roster, I got a lot of players that likely means a compensatory pick. Um, who knows what that will be? Um, but that's the trade. Dave, why don't you go ahead and give us your grades? Um, so I'm going to give you guys different grades just so uh, it's not all the and the same. Uh, I'm going to give Tyler a B minus here. Um, and I'm going to give Drew you a C plus and, and you could move these up and down however you want. I'm, I'm putting it there because again, it's, these are probably your fifth, sixth wide receiver options. Um, I think for you, Drew, you needed this for this week to slot someone in there with a lot of players on by, uh, and facing a very scary team, uh, got you shaking and shaking in your knees. Um, but you get Zay Jones on an expiring deal last year of his deal. Uh, and you're trading to last year of his deal i think i went and looked uh, second to last year on his deal um trading away you know a, a future pick might not be great but a, a picks an asset and, and can turn into a home run um for tyler you you essentially get the same player back in kj osborne um probably more solidified to that third wide receiver role in minnesota uh, but you get two more years of control and we'll see what happens in the offseason um particularly with adam thielen um, if KJ Osborne moves up to that second and, and you get the pick. So that's why I bumped Tyler a little higher uh, than you there, Drew. But again, we're talking hopefully your fifth, sixth wide receiver option. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Tyler, what were you thinking on this trip? Uh, basically the compensatory second round pick is the tax for, for handing you a bi-week fill in. Uh, we swapped uh Osborne costs a little more from a contract perspective, but they're both under $7. So it wasn't much for me to cut Detroit's backup and, and LaVisca Chanel, who's barely been active. So uh, I think that just like Dave said, it's a fairly even trade. If you want to nitpick it, I got the extra in yeah. quotes asset. So yeah, hundred percent agree. I, I was willing to pay more than I needed to, to, to fill in for a bye week pretty 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 straight up trade the next trade is a little bit more interesting also dealing with similar tier players though um we're talking about jacoby myers for the home run hitters traded away four dollar player um definitely probably the best uh player that we're talking about in, in these trades for iamsville cartographers trading away darius slayton pierre strong kyle phillips um and also uh the cartographers 2023 Three, I guessing. assume this meant their 2023 second. Yeah, 2023 second, their 2020 and two 2023 compensatory picks. Um, so basically three second round picks. Darius Slayton, Pierre Strong, another second round pick from 2022, um, and Kyle Phillips. Uh Tyler, go ahead and give it a great. I I've been looking at this trade for two hours, more or less. And 
the grade is really tough to give out. Um, almost always, I will lean towards giving the person who gets the best asset in a trade, regardless of how many assets slide from one side to the other, um, the better grade. And I still think that's the answer here. Um, I still think Byron is getting the, the B. He did give up three picks and it doesn't matter that they're at the very end of the draft. Um, it, it's probably a B minus because of that. Even in addition to that, Pierre strong is a guy who coming out of college had a lot of draft scouts had him pretty high on the board and he slipped in the draft. The Patriots felt really good about getting him. In addition to that, Kyle Phillips earlier in this year looked like he was outperforming Traylon Burks at one point. So you're giving up uh, a couple of other pieces in addition to that to get the guy who's not always the number one in New England. Like New England this year, it's been whack-a-mole to figure out who the best receiver is. Um, and a lot of that's because Jacoby Myers has been hurt. Um, but he's struggled to tour to, to, to score touchdowns in his career. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's really like a B plus B minus with home run hitters getting so many picks. So I, I, I flipped that and I, and I give probably just a, a whole grade, um, better for home run hitters, um, in, in this scenario. And, and the reason is this Jacoby Myers is, is a great player for uh, cartographers to, to go after this year. He's got value this year. I have a hard time buying into long-term value there. And when I start to think about it from that perspective in home run hitters, who's not fully invested in this season, I think it's hard to imagine. I was, I sent him a, a message on, on Jacoby Myers. It's hard to imagine anyone giving you more um, than this. Um, the three second round picks is uh, a lot uh, Pierre Strong, I know that we don't value um, Pierre Strong because of what Ramondre Stevenson doing is, is doing right now. Ramondre uh, Stevenson gets hurt next season and, and Pierre Strong gets in there. That's a very real distinct possibility. Probably will happen at some point. Uh, I, I give uh, an A actually to home run hitters. I think you maximize value for a low asset. And, and I give a B to cartographers. You got a good asset for this season. You paid a lot for it. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you there, Drew. I, I think I think this trade makes sense for both teams. Um, I think cartographers went out there and, and got, you know, maybe a top 30 wide receiver this season, uh, especially in bye weeks, maybe top 35 wide receiver. Uh, and I think that's what this team needed to, to make sure they can make a deep playoff run and compete for a championship. Um, for the home run hitters, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. See how I did that? But they get six assets for Jacoby Myers. Uh, home run hitters is a team that needs needs depth and needs cheap depth. Um, and so I think this is good. Uh, you know, Pierre Strong, you just said maybe he has something next year. You still have his control in 2024 and he'd be only three bucks. So, you know, a player like that, if he does not see the field for the next two years, don't drop him because he could be the Ramadre Stevenson to the Damian Harris in 2024. So um, I think good job for Clay on, on maximizing. Uh, too bad you didn't text me back. I was going to offer you four picks, but. Um... <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling, I told you this before <laughs> we started, that me, all of us on this podcast, were kind of looking at the same players. I think we all probably were looking at Jacoby Myers and being like, eh, I could get that this guy. Is... Oh, he's not going to cost too much. This and... is why. 
This is why Byron's not on the podcast today. He took all his time out of work today to call Clay, hunt him down. He yeah. drove to Clay's house, uh, got oh. the trade done, and now he's got to do work tonight. So it, it all makes sense. All right, guys, let's uh, let's speed things up. We're going to go into uh, previews for next week. Um, well, how are we going to do this? Um, Dave, you're going to take the first two games. Um, I'll take the next two games. Um, and Tyler, you take the last two games and then we'll we'll go at the top two uh for what i think are the games of the week this year, week and, and break them down a little bit more dave streets meets fancy footwork play philly citywide the best tds play uh these are simple give us a breakdown yeah right now streets meets 60 point favorites on the site um i'm gonna tweak this line and make it 30 points i think fancy footwork take kirk cousins out and uh uh Khalil Shakur, both on bye, and they put in Dak Prescott and Taylor Heineke. Um, so I'm going to give them 30 more points and say this is a 30-point spread. Um, I think Fancy covers that spread. I think Streets Meet still wins pretty easily. Um, yeah, I'm going to say they cover and, and lose by 29 this week to Streets Meets. I, I, 30 points. I, I take Street Smith. I lock it in. Um, I, I, I don't think uh, that's going to happen. I, I, yeah, I, I think without Kirk Cousins in there, I know Dak's coming back. I know Heineke's coming back. So, like, it's possible. I just think Street Smith is, is, is a powerhouse. I, I don't believe in Chris Godwin and DK Metcalf this week. Um, and they're going to need them to put up 15 points each to, to cover this spread. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in, I think, 45 points. Give me it. Tyler's going to just wreck this. It's going to be 70 to 125. Uh, I'll take Streets Meets to cover that uh, juicy matchups on my side of this lineup. So. Yeah, some crazy matchups on your side of the lineup. All uh, right, next my, next, my next game, whoo, Philly Citywide. Oof. 28 point favorites Ugh. fresh off a 42 point week 28 point favorites over the best tds we were joking before we hit the record button but do these two teams combine for 110 points this week i don't know <laughs> um with a point spread this high i want to take the best tds in a mm -hmm. low scoring matchup um but I don't know that I can. And I don't know that Keith swaps out one of his two zero point QBs for, for someone. I don't know that he puts Kenyon Drake in for DJ Dallas. Um, I just, don't know. so I'm going to say Keith, if you're listening, put in Kenyon Drake for one of your QBs, go ahead and um, maybe get Wandell Robinson or, uh, or Garrett Wilson in this lineup. Um, actually over dj dallas um but even that i don't know I, I think a bounce back week for lamar um and zach yeah. wilson i'm i'm gonna lean i'm gonna go philly citywide here uh to cover the 28 i, I think the whole at qb and just again the unknown if keith's gonna actually set his lineup yes yeah. i i think philly citywide if if i had any faith that like, this is would almost be a lock-in to to cover for Keith, and I would have locked it in, except for the fact that both his quarterbacks are in bias, and I don't know if he's going to change his lineup. Um, I, I'm not going to lock in anything on this lineup just because, whew. But Lamar Jackson is it. I think he himself might outscore all yeah, of Keith's and team. This, this <laughs> sneaky part here there's, is – There's uh, a chance Lamar Jackson outscores the entirety of Keith's team, and I'm hoping for it by himself. Yeah, the, the sneaky 
thing I'm, I'm looking for here is, um, you know, we're recording this on, on Wednesday night. Uh, we don't know who's starting at QB for the Saints. Uh, there is a chance Andy Dalton does not play, in which case, could they go Taysom Hill at QB, uh, in which case Philly Citywide is starting three QBs this week. Um, I like him even more. I was going to bring that up, and uh, someone so, should someone so should do you. something about that at some point. Uh, I, If he's starting at quarterback, he shouldn't be eligible in the tight end slot. This is not – we don't have enough time to have that debate right now. But uh, I'm actually – if the spread is 28, I'm taking Keith to cover it. Um, I I just think that the – Lock it in. Here, I can't lock it in. No quarterbacks. I can't lock it in because Dave, you're correct that he can swap DJ Dallas out, but only for Kenyon Drake or Jamal Williams. And then the other one's going to come in uh, for one of those quarterbacks. So he can't, he can't get one of the wide receivers and both the running backs in. And DeAndre Swift is coming back this week. Like DJ Dallas is like, so he's got David Montgomery in great, but now he's stuck with Kenyon Drake or Jamal Williams in that running back spot, probably Jamal Williams, maybe. And then, only one of those other three guys can come into that quarterback slot. So covering 28, sure. Covering 13, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, this is a three-man team on, on Keith's side. Dave McCurry, Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle, and then – So um, – I mean, yeah. I do like his tight ends. Like, I'll give I him mean, credit. He's drafted tight end well over the past the, The tight ends, but, like, it's, it's you know, it, it's the Zach Ertz concept we were talking about before. Like, okay. Like oh, and these guys are the Zach Ertz constant. These guys oh. are the Zach Ertz constant. Um, all right, next game. Um, I will take these two games. We've got Peyton's making nachos and Lewisburg Luchadors. Peyton's making nachos is favored by 16 points. He only has one buy. It's Dallas Goddard. On the other side, you got Tyler Bass, big buy, and Dalvin Cook on bye week. Um, again, you're looking at the the question of Justin Fields, Kenny Pickett, Jacoby Brissett. I think actually this week you probably are sticking with the two that you started last week. Um, you're 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 looking at you know Keenan Allen. Does he come back? Um, does you know Rashad White? Do you put him in there? Um, Sixteen points is a lot of points. With that said, um, I think DeAndre Swift might come back this week. Um, and if DeAndre Swift comes back this week, that changes uh, the game uh, a little bit for him. I'm going to go ahead and think he does come back. And then you're talking about Jones, McCaffrey, um, Robinson, Swift, um, Cooper, and Boyd as giving you solid points. I think that's enough um, to cover uh, what I think is going to be a low-scoring affair. I think he does get over 100 points. I think that's enough to eke him over that spread. Tyler, what do you say? Yeah, I don't have uh, much to contribute here, except that if Justin's in – employing the full tank at this point which he may very well be uh i like tim ryan to win regardless and cover that number so yeah i I don't know that justin's tanking but i also question some of his moves i i mean we'll see i i think if he swaps his buy players out he's he's not tanking but um he wasn't tanking last year and and he finished with that first pick so um I, I will take Tim in the, the 16 points here as well. Very nice. All right. One of our games of the week is the next one. And it's a surprising game of the week. We've got two, four and four and two teams here. Um, And we've got a surprising favorite in this game. 
uh, by seven and a half points, pensive parakeets is favored over breezewood nuts. Um, and seven and a half points is wild when we came into this season making fun of JD McKissick as the starting running back for this team. Neither he is not the starting running back, it's Pollard and Mostert, is Kyler Murray. There are no significant bye weeks, um, uh, really to speak of, uh, outside of Devin Singletary, um, in this matchup, you know, uh, seven and a half points for that is wild. I don't buy it. Uh, I think Breezewood nuts uh, with golf going up against the Dallas secondary that is good um, and is one of the lower pass yards per game uh, defenses in the league, but can give up big plays. And the Monroe St. Brown is back. I think golf gets right a little bit this game uh, and puts up some points. Tannehill, Fournette, Evans, Hill. I think that's enough. The sneaky thing here is DeAndre Hopkins comes back. You have no idea what that's going to mean. No one has any idea what that was going to mean. It could be the end of his career. It could be a rejuvenation. Who the fuck knows? I do know that Kyler Murray plays a lot better when DeAndre Hopkins is in. Um, probably bodes well for Hopkins. Uh, but I still think Nuts covers this spread. I'm going to go with the Nuts. Dave? Yeah, I'm going to take Nuts here as well. Uh, Marquise Brown out this week, so uh, he plays tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, he might have already played. Hopefully they swap him out, You know, get like a Paris Campbell in there. Um, I think that makes up the seven and a half points and, and makes this an even spread. Um, and I think, I think the spread is more on name than what the players done. What I mean by that is, is just what you said, Deandre Hopkins, uh, big unknown. We'll, we'll see. Um, but if he's shadowed by Marcus Lattimore first game back this season, I, I expect that to be a, a low, low output for Hopkins. So uh, I'm going to lean to the nuts here. Uh, I especially love them at the, the plus seven and a half number we get them at. Um, I think this spread is actually even when they swap them and I, I still lean nuts. Yeah. I think this spread is, is so is, is completely backwards to the point that I'm taking the nuts and locking them in. Um, I think without that second quarterback, the floor for pins of parakeets is, is very low Hopkins first week back Robert Woods, Yes, coming off a bye, but it's it's still Robert Woods. Uh, and then you have to split touches between Lazard and Dobbs at wide receiver as well. I just think they're going to fall short. Um, this team is four and two uh, through sheer luck and grit. Um, and I just think the better team is the Breezewood Nuts. And they're going to – it's not running away with it to say they're going to win by by eight here. Yeah. So. I, I, I agree with you. That's a, that's a sharp lock. Um, Tyler gets us into our next two games uh, that featured the games of the week uh, participants. The last game, we're going to start with the cartographers. They are 16 and a half point favorites with the home run hitters. Um, and that is a line that reflect is reflective of, of all the players that they're starting. What do you take? Yeah. I mean, I really think this game comes down to uh, that's 16 and a half points seems to be leaning towards Jonathan Taylor, maybe not playing. I know they've got projected points in there for him, but this matchup is not particularly close. And what it hasn't factored in is Jacoby Jacoby Myers Myers will be moving from one side to the other. Uh, And so someone like Darius Slayton or Kenny Galladay, both from the New York football giants who are both probably getting zero points will be sliding into that spot. Um, I like the cartographers to cover this line even before that, uh, 
obviously if Jonathan Taylor is out and JK Dobbins is out and you're putting Khalil Herbert in there, uh, this team doesn't look as invincible. Uh, Russell Wilson is playing against the Jets and Mahomes against the Niners, uh, both plus defenses against the quarterback. Um, it should still be the cartographers winning this one, even at 16 and a half. I'm taking them. Yeah, I think uh, Mahomes is is defense proof. I don't think it really matters. Um, and I, I agree with you. The Jacoby Myers thing is the thing that makes this um, close to lock territory. Um, I'm not going to put it in. I, I didn't take this as a lock just because uh, until Russell Wilson shows me anything, I, I, I can't trust this team to lock a thing in. But um, this shows you why it's a smart trade, right? You have Mooney, Johnson, Palmer. You're going to want My- Myers in this lineup. Smart trade uh, for, for Byron, uh, but I, I think he's in the cover. Dave? Yeah, I don't know that you need uh, Myers in this lineup. I think you do. Uh, I don't. I don't think you do. But um, sure, maybe you take Myers instead of Mooney on Monday night. It's more um, what Myers does to the other side um, to make this a more comfortable, like close to lock territory to me than what it does okay. to Byron's side. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take this as my lock. I think this is why us savvy gamblers look ahead a little before we just throw our locks out there early. Um, Cartographer is going to blow this game away. Um, I think sneakily a place they're going to get a lot of points is down at the bottom here, boys. Tampa Bay Bucks going against Carolina defense. Uh, I texted <laughs> you guys this stat earlier, but PJ Walker averaged one air yard against the Rams last week. Um, Rams had a solid performance against against PJ Walker. Uh, I heard the news Sam Darnold is slated to possibly return from IR. This Panthers team is going to be terrible this week if i think the bucks might put up the highest defense point total we've seen thus far this season uh so i'm gonna lock in the cartographers hey if he's not and anybody wants pj walker (laughs) one air yard we're gonna (laughs) switch three air feet (laughs) we're gonna switch uh the order here a little bit um, and go with what is the line game of the week. Um, but I'm going to switch the lines a little bit for Darnstown. Drew Rams are the best. Um, and I'm going to just use the God, you know, God. Uh, you're skipping a couple games. Are you doing that on purpose? Oh, we forgot about the scrubs, the scrubs, the scrubs. Yeah, let's let's do the scrubs. One game. First. I was skipping one game. Okay. The other one I was skipping on purpose. Go ahead with the scrubs. This is a, this is a snoozer. All right. Scrubs are 42 point favorites against Manny on cannons. If I hadn't already used my lock, I would have used it here, but I'm going to take scrubs uh, to win this and, and cover the number pretty easily. Yeah. Likewise. Same. Nothing to talk about here. It's going to be, yeah. It, gonna be RT sports site has a 98% win probability for scrubs 2% that Byron logs in and uses his commissioner status and benches all of uh, Scott's players. So yeah, um, a high <laughs> probability of that we're going to switch this up. I'm going to change the lines a little bit on the last game that we'll do. Um, but on the first game that we do, I'm going to go ahead, keep the lines where they are. Um, actually, I'm going to change this line a little bit um, because of the bye weeks. I lied. Um, and I'm going to make this a five point line guys. I'm going to make this a five point line right now. Joe's point primo team is a one point favorite. I'm going to make it a five point favorite, um, because, uh, some of the buys aren't factored in here. Um, 
Joe's Primo team, Mike Ryan, four and two teams. Mike Ryan been the surprise of the season. However, Cooper Rush, Miles Sanders, Stefan Diggs are out. On the other side, Cooper Cup is out. A lot going on here. Tyler, what do you make of it? You're saying that the Joe's Primo team is favored by five points? Probably should be more like 12. Okay. Yet the issue for Mike is going to be who does he replace Miles Sanders and Stefan Diggs with? And if you go down, he's replacing them with Matt Breda and probably Corey Davis. I like Corey Davis. I think the floor for Corey Davis is really high. Zach Wilson has targeted him. Uh, If you've got Elijah Moore, you can pretty much stash him until Zach Wilson isn't the quarterback anymore. That's how much he loves Corey Davis. Uh, So sure, he's fine. But if you look on the other side, only having to fill in, only having to fill in Cooper Cup um, and wishing you could swap out Kaderil Hodge, uh these are two teams at four and two who are both probably going to have a down week this week uh i could see both of them ending up in that under 100 range uh especially with the joes having to start two running backs that face denver um that being said i do like joe's primo team to edge this one out uh just a tiny bit because he should be getting amon ross st brown back um, didn't have any limitations in practice on Wednesday. So um, that alone, he's kind of a baby Cooper Cup, uh, should give him the edge in this matchup. If I didn't use an emotional lock like Dave told me I did earlier, this would probably be my lock of the week. Um, I, I will also take Joe's primo team here. Um, and, and it's just it, it's less of even about Stefan Diggs and Miles Sanders and more about Cooper Rush. Um, you don't have anything. You you replace those two players with points. You don't have anything, anything at all uh, to replace uh, Cooper Rush with. And I think that's where you get into trouble here. On the other side, uh, Zeke is showing signs of life. And the Brees Hall is looking like one of the best running backs in football. Matt Ryan is looking like a little bit better. I don't think you're going to see the same output as last week, but like they're throwing the ball and they're starting to find a little bit more of an identity. Um, and, and then you get Amon Ross St. Brown back to, to, to kind of uh, hedge against the Cooper rush loss. And I think Joe's Primo team is going to win this. I think he's going to get over right, right around a hundred points. Um, and I think it's going to be a hundred to less than 70 actually from, from Mike Ryan, I think in his worst week of the season. Yeah, I, I could see neither of these teams reaching triple digits and having a surprising Monday night uh, Patriots defense versus Devontae Parker matchup. Uh, I think once again, this comes down to Monday night for Mike. Um, I like Joe's primo team to win, but I think Mike can keep it within that five points. Uh, so I'll go Mike Ryan to cover Joe's to win. All right, guys. I'm this dubbed this the game of the week. I am putting this line because of the late breaking Zay Jones trade at even and even um, I'm going to call this a pick them or as Dave said, what did he, what did Byron say last week? I forget what he said, um, but whatever. <laughs> this is an even, <laughs> this is an even, but this is a pick them. Um, we're just going to say, who do you think wins this game? It is two, three and three teams. It is Darnstown it is Dave. It is us too. So Tyler, you got to tell us we're going to be biased. We're going to pick ourselves. Who's actually going to win. 
Well, it's it's only up to me, right? And uh, Zay Jones coming in for Noah Brown, right? That's the sub you're making, Drew, just so I can yep. have. And Dave, you're pretty set here, right, on your lineup. Uh, no major surprises should be coming my way. Um, Maybe. You never know, man. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. could come New in. Wednesday. Tua. Yeah, I mean, Tua and Teddy, but that's that production's not that far off. Uh, it'd be interesting if you really decided to roll the dice and put both of those Green Bay running backs in against Washington. Uh, I do, I do kind of like that strategy. Um, Rashad Bateman back in there looks like uh, if he's playing. Still questionable. Is is he coming back this week, Dave? That's this is where it starts to like. If you look up and down Dave's lineup, it's a lot of like, are they playing or do you want to start someone else instead of them? The questions start to pile up. If you look down Drew's side, uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of questions because he doesn't have a whole lot of options behind them right now. But in this case, it's not bad. Uh, I'm taking Drew by like this much. And I know you can't see it, but it's a very, very small amount out there, podcast land. Uh, I just think he's going to have just that slight floor that that Dave's team has lacked. Uh, and like Drew said, he scored more points every week than the week before. So we got to beat one, got to get to 161 this week. Uh, we'll see if he can do it. Dave? Up one this week, I do not feel good <laughs> about the chances. Um, <laughs> None of us should at that point. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be pretty impressive. Uh, Austin Eckler, the, the first three weeks of the season, averaged eight fantasy points. The last three weeks, not only has he done very well, he has moved himself into the RB1 slot for the season. So, um, you know, relying pretty heavily on that. And, oh, look who's on the schedule. It's the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, one of the worst defenses in the league. So uh, I don't feel great about that. Um, I can talk myself into everything else. Oh, Brandon Ayuk's not going to have this game again. You know, Jimmy G's not going to have a game again, but they have one of the higher uh, over-unders on the week. Um, so you suspect the, the 49ers might be chasing Kansas City a little or at least have to throw. Um Anyway, a lot of reasons to to think that the Darnstown Drew shall win. Uh, RT Sports has you have seventy two percent win probability here, um, even though they have me as the the other talk. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I think that's more kind of taken into account. Floor seat, whatever. I don't know. Um, but you don't pick against yourself. You don't. You don't bet against yourself. Uh, you know, I put the more serious logo up this week. That's right, boys. You can get multiple logos. Uh, I'm surprised no one else has done it, but anyway, put the more serious logo up this week. Don't have the purple background. Don't need the name. going to go out there, get things done. Um, big game for both these teams, both sitting at three and three. Um, you know, I, I think just outside of the playoff picture, if, if playoffs started today, um, I think one of these teams will be vaulted very much in the playoff picture. Uh, the other one, an uphill battle with the season halfway done. So a uh, lot on the line for both these teams. Um, you know, I don't pick against myself, so I'll take myself. Don't love it this week, though. Yeah, um, I think two things about this game. One, I think I'm going to be very upset 
that Kyle Pitts has his best game of the season this week just because it's been the running joke of mine all season. I think it would be poetic justice if it happened. So I would bet that Kyle Pitts, that would be a hot take of mine. Kyle Pitts has his best game of the season this week. That's one thing I think. But I think this game comes down to um, a few things. I think um, the best players, I, I think, are on my side. Um, and and I think it's Joe Burrow, Austin Eckler. Um, and then I think I have a couple intangibles that are on my side in terms of Kansas City um, having gone, going up against San Francisco, which means Jimmy, as, as Dave alluded to, Jimmy and Ayuk are going to have to throw. And I think Dak Prescott coming back from Michael Gallup will be big. Um, I think... Dare I say, I hope, actually, this game comes down to Zay Jones. I think that trade is actually going to be the difference. Whatever the difference between Noah Brown and Zay Jones is, is going to be what wins me this game, just because I want to look good after it. That's why I'm saying it. So I'm going to take myself, and in reality, the game's really coming down to the Zacherts constant. He's going to give me 10 points that I need, and that's all I need. That's it. All right, guys. Um, I, I do want to mention, Dave, you touched on this. The loser of this game will likely fall to two games out of the playoff picture. Um, yeah. As, as the teams at the top of their division, uh, myself over Dave, I'm projected to win by 60 and the Joes are only projected to win by one. But like we said, that matchup against Mike Ryan is way yeah. far apart than that. Um, I'm going to pick up what you're putting down real quick. Um, and this is something that I actually came into my head and I forgot about. I, I think this game is more important for Dave looking at our schedules ahead. Um, I, I think if, if Dave loses here, he's in more trouble than I am. I, I looked ahead at my schedule and I, I really feel comfortable at getting to, to around nine wins. If I lose maybe eight um, Dave loses here, he's seven to seven will be tough. Um, and, and so I think that is, is something that factors in. It's going to be, um, a very important game for both sides. Um, but I think slightly more important for Dave. Um, uh, I have a couple of gimme games, uh, coming up that, that will help me out. Um, but either way, three and four looking up at the standings, you never know what can happen. Um, it's a very pivotal game for both teams guys. That's, uh, the majority of our podcast last week, we're going to do some quick money updates. Um, I'm not actually going to do the money update because I don't know what the overall line is. I do know what happened last week. However, Teddy's draft week starting quarterback with the most points must be quarterback cannot be in flex. Tyler, can you ring the shame bell real quick? There it is. There it is. The highest scoring quarterback in the league was Joe Burrow. Should have been an obvious play, but some douchebag motherfucker didn't put him in. I did not put him in as a quarterback. And therefore, Joe's primo team with Matt Ryan won the week. Uh, He started him as a quarterback. Highest scoring week, though. I get a little consolation prize. Darstown Droosh. Next week, we're going to go with most fantasy points from a tight end position. This one is called Don't Trade Pits for Pennies. Or maybe you should. Tyler, who's going to win? Oof. I got to – give me one second. You got somebody in mind? Yeah, I'm going with Kyle Pitts. I told you what I thought. 
I'm going with Kyle Pitts. I can't pick Zach Ertz as much as I love you, Zach. I know what you're giving me. You're giving me 10 points. I would love to pick you. Please win this week for me. You are a top five tight end. You could do it. Dave, who's going to win? Dave's gone. I'm taking uh, I'm taking Mark Andrews against the Cleveland Browns, who, as I touched on earlier, are just an atrocious defense right now, um, partially due to injury and partially due to scheme and partially due to just the lack of talent at a couple of key positions. Uh, hard to run a defensive scheme that relies on a big, hefty nose tackle when you don't have a big, hefty nose tackle. So, uh, yeah, give me Mark Andrews. He's going to tear them tear them apart and like you said earlier lamar jackson's due for a bounce back week the only way he gets that is if mark andrews gets that so 100 agree i think dave was going to take zach ertz because he says the ertz constant is enough the highest scoring tight end this week this is a direct quote from dave is only going to be at 13.6 points zach ertz new high for the season <laughs> it's exactly what it's going to be 13.6 uh 13.8 i apologize 13.8. okay 13.8 zacherts is new high for this season if you have not looked at zacherts stat line you should be jealous because i get somewhere between seven and a half and 13.7 points every week and it pretty much usually falls uh right at 10 right at 10 that is our podcast Thank you for listening. I don't know why you listened for so long. That was a long ass fucking podcast.